cool. You good with that angle? Yeah. Okay, cool. Why are you so nervous? I don't know. Push this. Because uh, I've been listening to it, so I want it to be like good, you know? And I don't know what I'm going to, I know what I'm going to say, but like I hope I are. Don't worry. Well. Just okay. pretend it's like a, any old scene. Oh, uh, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, are you are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? So this is gonna be part of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. You know your stuff. I know my stuff. Welcome to another episode of Long Form Conversations, the podcast where we talk about long form improv. I am your host. David, and uh, before we introduce our guests, I have a couple of business things to get out of the way. Um, so, you know, uh, we're a couple episodes in now. Uh, I just want to make sure that you understand uh, where you're listening from. So if you're listening from uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, please don't forget to rate me five stars. If you are listening through YouTube, uh, please do the thumbs up and subscribe. And if you are listening through Spotify, um I don't know, do whatever they have. But uh, thank you so much. Just want to get that out of the way first. Uh, but okay, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest now. Um, so uh, today's guest is a very special guest. Uh, she has been haranguing me and harassing me about getting onto the podcast, uh, begging me, begging me, begging me. So um, this might be a very uh, different episode, a different energy than we're used to having. Um, she is a, uh, an improviser. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a very talented improviser, a, uh, uh, award-winning editor, uh, a great teammate, a terrific host and an all around good friend. Uh, please welcome Anza Boltz. Thanks for having me, David. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you made it seem like I, I, uh, held a gun to your head to be on the podcast you didn't hold a gun to my head but uh so obviously uh we're teammates and i'm gonna have all my you know everyone i know on the podcast eventually mm -hmm. but, but uh but but yeah that's right there's a but i was saving you for like you know episode like a special episode like episode 10 okay. 25 oh. the hundredth episode okay maybe not that far yeah um thanks but uh, you were like let me go on let me go on but you know what lucky number seven this is episode oh, seven that's my favorite number is it really yeah Genuinely. Why do you have favorite numbers? Um, yeah, I'm numberist. Um, numerology. I'm new. I'm numerologist. Okay. Um, What's special about seven other than being lucky? I think it's a good shaped number. I think uh, it's very clean. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got a strong presence. And it's hard. It's hard to figure out. It's hard to hard to know what it adds up to, what it multiplies. That's the one that I'm like, it's a mystery. What's seven times seven? I have no idea. 49. But wow. it is, it is hard to- That's a big number. <laughs> it is hard to figure out what's divisible by seven. Yes. Um, there's all those rules. Sorry, I'm a big math nerd. Um, mm -hmm. But those rules, like if it's an even number, it's divisible by two. It's divisible by three and two, it's divisible by six. Yeah. If you add up all of them or, uh, and it's divisible by three, then it's divisible by three, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, the right. one for seven, I learned it one time and it is like, she got a lot of steps. Yeah. It's like, you got to add it and then divide it. She and add it girl. and divide it mm -hmm. and add it and divide it. And if it's seven, it's divisible by seven. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a crunchy one. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to uh, uh, get caught up. You know, what's interesting. We've seen each other like every day since Tuesday. Today's Friday. Now. Yeah. 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Monday? Yeah, no, not on Monday, huh? No, but, uh, and we also went on a retreat together recently. That's right. So I feel like we've also, we got all, all the the catch up. I've, I've seen a lot of David, man. I've seen a lot of David. I've seen a lot of Anza. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was a fun uh, drive up to the... Um, Joshua Tree. Yeah, Joshua Tree. Yeah, to Joshua Tree. We did a retreat, retreat with our team mm-hmm, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we started talking about the podcast. And <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of did your like your soft audition. Okay. You were like, uh, uh, you guys want to hear about my improv? That's background? not true. You guys <laughs> harassed me before I said I was going to save it for the pod. That's you right. Sean like, asked. Just do it now. Yeah, yeah. Sean, episode one. Uh, we all drove, uh, carpooled together. He started asking about yours, and you're like, but I want to save it for the podcast. Well, yeah, because now I like hope that I do it justice because I already said it. It's fine. This is going to be great. It'll still be fresh because you, you know, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I wasn't listening. Damn. I wasn't paying attention. Damn. Because I also want to be fresh. Okay. So it was, uh, you were trying to hold back mm-hmm. and I was trying to block out. Block out. Okay. And then poor Sean was just having a <laughs> one-sided conversation. Um, uh, 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 first of all, uh, a great show last night thanks that was super fun yeah it was a lot of fun yeah uh, we did the uh, Brittany and Janet show over at the clubhouse with our team Curly Sue mm-hmm. award-winning team Curly Sue yeah David and I have been on a total of three teams Glass Clown Bread Crew and Curly Sue that's right three teams yeah, yeah. so that's uh the most uh, uh I've been on any team with, with uh, one any person other yeah team. yeah yeah and also um we prepared for the uh, Herald auditions together. That's right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that was a really great moment from uh, practicing with together and doing it to seeing it through and getting Lloyd together. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I told you I had stuff. Don't okay. worry. Um, okay. But yeah, like that was, uh, 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 it's really nice to see someone. I think we started around the same time. 2019? Oh, not UCB, but like you started doing oh. improv like before, like, you know before UCB yeah yeah I think we uh, I started UCB at like you know like 2018 but I went slower and everything but yeah uh we we came up at the same time we came up together yeah exactly totally yeah yeah all right so um do you have any questions for me oh um (laughs) (laughs) uh um okay um how's it feel to be on your seventh episode uh it feels good uh Mm -hmm. you know as you may congratulations recall. on 100 plays thank you so much mm-hmm. that's right the big 100 mm-hmm. uh as you know this uh whole podcast started off as a as a bit that's true because <laughs> i was like hey <laughs> remember long form conversations let me use my last name yeah i helped you with the, or i was one of the people voting on the name that's uh, right yeah. long for conversation and improv syndrome. syndrome yeah. yeah which is nice that you still incorporated that into the podcast yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really glad. I'm very happy with how uh, it turned out. I'm just really happy uh, uh, that this is going and like there's people that are interested. I knew there would be, and yeah, yeah everything's kind of catching momentum. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, yeah. How how does it feel to uh, 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 what have you done recently? <laughs> oh boy, what have I done? Um, I'm uh, I'm on Lloyd. I'm on Glass Clown. I started doing uh the shared experience shows oh that's right yeah i'm producing the herald experience yeah you're busy you're a lot of i'm busy i think improv takes up 90 percent of my evenings of the week yeah 
probably yeah. right like when five, i yeah you have like two one or two evenings free only yeah and you also <laughs> sorry to out you you do a lot of your work at night too uh did you have a, a late night edit last night no we had a show i know but you could have gone home and done it no look I, I don't know you're you're always like staying up to do it yeah well i'm staying up till three anyways but yeah no I, no it's been really chill still so three most nights yeah okay is that like your normal rhythm now yeah what an artist what a night owl that's kind of like i mean it's tough because we do improv right so we get i don't i mean i get all amped up yeah for these shows and then after the show i'm still buzzing and then I go home and I'm still buzzing, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll like watch a show or something. We'll try to chill out, but I'm still, I'm up, you know? That might be a fun thing to talk about to explore. Like what is like, what is your, your wind down or yeah. your cool down? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, absolutely. After a show, I get super energetic. Yeah. I think I usually get it out by talking afterwards, you know? Yeah. yeah. So when that doesn't happen. Yeah. If that doesn't happen. I go, I get fast food and that puts me right to bed. Oh yeah. That's not the healthiest thing to do, but that's definitely like, I put on some TV or some YouTube and then I eat some fast food and I pass out. Dude, I think the fast food reward for after a show, like I'm also there and it's also like a slippery slope that and like drinking after shows. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I'm trying to be more mindful of. What do you think? is like probably the healthiest thing someone has ever done after an improv show. You like like for gone instance to sleep. <laughs> just fall asleep though. Yeah, gone to sleep. I wonder or if anybody meditate yoga or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like that. I was I was wondering I wonder if everybody like runs a mile after an improv show. No, maybe. But I could see I could see meditation or some like uh, yeah. mindfulness yeah. exercises. Yeah. Uh but I would say yeah, the majority of us out there just drinking, smoking, eating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um all right all right is that enough catch-up sure <laughs> okay then uh uh oh I, one last thing i want to add um you've been listening you're like my number one biggest fan you've okay. been listening to all the episodes <laughs> uh so uh do you know what the first segment is um this is where like i tell my backstory yeah. okay do you want to intro it this is <laughs> improvster this is a segment where you talk about your improv journey, uh, uh, everything you've done to get to this point here. Uh, and for you, uh, I, I already know a little bit about it, but what I kind of want to hear about too, uh, I want to hear about like even the pre-improv days, uh, um, like were you funny in high school or middle school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bluntly. Yeah, I was, uh, I- uh, I would like, I would say, well, my therapist would say after my parents' divorce, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> okay, okay, we can cut that part out. I think I'll leave that part in. I think, I mean, okay. if you feel comfortable, I think it's important to talk about sure. you know, how yeah. that like was a, uh, a formative moment, a catalyst. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, she would say that maybe my parents could say otherwise, but she, you know, we kind of figured out that like, I realized I was funny around third grade. And they got divorced in second grade. <clears throat> and I just started, when that happened, like I moved, my, you know, my parents lived in different houses and I had a best friend, Nicole, that lived in my dad's neighborhood. And I, I, I just remember like our friendship was like, even in the early days, just always cracking up, always doing these characters, always putting on little shows and like, 
you know, my dad like transformed my basement into kind of like a costume closet and like a play area. So we were always, yeah, doing that. And even in fourth grade, like my little friend group at school, cause she didn't go to my school. I like, I knew that I was like the funny one. Like that was my role. I was always just like doing faces or like, again, like characters or making jokes, embarrassing myself to like make my friends laugh, you know? So you said you met Nicole in second grade, third grade? Third grade, yeah. And she was just a neighborhood friend, not even a classmate. Mm-hmm. So all this was, I guess you could say like extracurricular. When would you guys hang out? Like after school or week, uh, summer breaks, weekends? Weekends. And yeah, weekends and every Wednesday night. Wow, that's so cool. So you're yeah. just like making making the most of your weekends having like playtime and exploring being creative. Oh yeah. I mean, we would play spy, like, you know, we would we would play Tell me like... how you play spy. <laughs> well, like <laughs> oh my god, one of the fun funniest things, we would play nun spy, which is where like <laughs> we would <laughs> we would take blankets and, and put it like around our our heads, right? Like we were nuns. And we would start at the top of the stairs and my dad would be watching TV on the couch downstairs and we would start at the top of the stairs. And our mission was to be as quiet as possible to like sneak behind him and go to the basement without him noticing. But it was just like, he always heard us, you know? Like, and he probably didn't care. He didn't care, but he, he was, was like, like what the it? fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I got out of the basement again. Yeah. And Go I, ahead. I have this core memory because our like our front door closet, it had like a, a fabric curtain, but it was right at the bottom of the stairs. And there was this moment, this core memory where Nicole was in front of me with her blanket like trailing on this. <laughs> her blanket trailing on the stairs. And I like purposely like stepped on her blanket and she she like went for it and she just started leaning like her whole weight uh with my foot on the back of her blanket and then I just let go and she like tumbled right into the closet oh my god it was so I mean maybe that was bullying but it was really fun um, <laughs> she laughed I laughed she laughed yeah all right well uh yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's great. You kind of already started to explore like your sense of humor, like yeah. at a young age, you know? Yeah. And I sent you a video earlier, but like, yeah, we would put on costumes and just like open up my MacBook, turn on photo booth. And just like, I didn't even realize that was improv or like what improv was, but we would just start yeah, doing characters and scenes. Yeah. So earlier before this interview, uh, again, uh, Anza's trying to prep me like a producer. And she sent me a, a clip from like, you know, the old MacBook photo boots. Sepia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With the sepia filter. Uh, but it was just, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you and your friend playing around and doing characters, doing voice, doing bits. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Sanding one another. Yeah. And she was, denials. Yeah. <laughs> I was big denial. It's funny watching that and seeing maybe what my, like, I don't know what our, what really our dynamic might've been, but she was, I mean, no, no question, like sh- much funnier than I. Stop yelling. This woman. console beats you. You're what? right next to me. Stop yelling. I ain't yelling. What you say to me? I say, I'm you not with me? You with me? You're crushing my baby! Yo, baby, that's a dog. That's a darn this old ain't dog. No dog. Look what he's doing to my honey. Stop! It's a dog! Stop. It's not a 
Like she's hilarious. Even to this day, she cracks me up. You still you keep know? in touch with her? Yeah. And does she do improv? No. She's uh she's in med school right now. She's about to start her rotation. You ever do you see her when you go back? I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. But we, you know, we we text and call every yeah. often, every here and then. That's nice. I always I always uh 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 like get like I'm touched, but I'm also like jealous of like people with long friendships like that, you know, mm. because it is, it is, I think it's very valuable and really important. It's like, and it just goes to show like, uh, uh, your, your, like your inner child mm-hmm. and that person are still so closely to that tied, you know, mm-hmm. to have that much change over time. Yeah. Like, has so many facets to that relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same. We're obviously not like, doing improv together like playing in the same way it's not i bet you could though we could i'm sure it's in your bones it's in her bones yeah yeah true i'm sure we could but yeah it's 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 not the same relationship as it was when we were kids and i'll always have like the biggest piece of my heart there but it's it's nice because i just we just have so much love for each other you know Mm -hmm. yeah like i've always thought that improv is really just like friends playing together kids yeah, playing together you're playing we all did improv at some point early on very implicitly and you know uh, uh it's just you know you say that you're one person i'm like yeah you're that person i'm that person and then you just continue to build upon each other yeah or if someone denies you're like no i don't want to be that you just quickly adjust like okay fine now we're not that anymore you know yeah we yeah. were bank robbers but now i guess you know we're the guys that work at the bank or now yeah. we're the, uh you know it's so like pure and like fun joy and like creativity yeah you're not even thinking about it like it's funny as adults playing pretend like we had to relearn or like we had to learn with some form of structure of how to play with each other whereas when we were kids like it wasn't even a question or a or a difficult thing to do you know yeah i think it's also because like you're trying to entertain yourself you're also trying to entertain your friend and Mm -hmm. like that part of it is just or your parents whoever's watching we used to just like sit our parents down and be like we're about to do a play like you no know, unwritten on completely <laughs> unscripted like like one one was like a christmas play and nicole was santa and that's all we knew going in dang you know? yeah themed uh, montage huh totally <laughs> totally oh man that's so fun yeah anyway uh so um you did a couple so you did some like theater you did some like plays and stuff like that yeah yeah uh, growing up yeah little like a tiny bit how about in high school um high school not until I moved to New York which we'll get to really quick I just want to finish like pre-New York Mm -hmm. right uh so yeah SNL was a dream and I really wanted to do Tina Fey's route of going to UVA becoming a writer then going and doing Second City Mm -hmm. and then you know, hopefully SNL from there. So when you were in South, did you, did you know Tina Fey? Did you know, how did you know about Tina Fey's route? Um, reading Bossy Pants. Wow. So what age were you when you read Bossy Pants? I think that was early high school at that point. Yeah. That's so wild. Such like the, the fun things. Cause like that's, I, I feel like a lot of people read Bossy Pants, get inspired to read Yes, Please, get inspired. Yeah. I read that too. Yeah. I, I read Bossy Pants. Uh, oh, maybe I was like, 22 23 you know yeah so yeah like it, it is funny but same thing like reading that understanding what they and it was at that point process. i was actually past college i was like oh well then now i gotta do improv i gotta move to a city and like do that you know yeah yeah so that was great you were falling in uh tina Fey's uh footsteps i wanted to yeah but were the- you already a fan of hers or did you like go back into the back catalogs to watch old snls with her um or did you watch 30 rock i guess at the time 
I never, I didn't understand 30 Rock as a kid. Um, I'm, I, I feel like because I just didn't understand how that whole like TV dynamic worked, like the office was much easier for me to digest as a kid. Because you hung out in offices as a kid all the time. Because I hung out all the time. It was always bring your daughter to work day, you know? <laughs> Um, no, I think just because the characters were really strong and goofy and likable, whereas 30 Rock, it seems like a lot of the characters are like mm-hmm. dicks. I don't know. Yeah. Same with community, right? A lot of the characters are like dicks to each other. That's kind of, yeah, like, because it's just, you know, satire. That's kind of the point. You're supposed yeah. to not like them, even though yeah, people that's, do. That's tough for me. Even like, it's always sunny is funny, but again, they're really dislikable characters, you know? Yeah. Yeah um but anyway okay and then so after that uh again I was still like the funny friend also just getting into a lot of situations that like I knew were bad or like weird and failing and then like like the biggest thing was like telling them that story you know what do you mean by a situation that was like bad and failing like especially with like crushes like doing really stupid things yeah uh to pursue a crush and it going so wrong but like i even if it went wrong like i was so pumped to tell my friends like how wrong it went oh i see what you're saying so like you would turn like the uh, the like a bad situation into a joke into a funny story or funny funny joke yeah yeah. so like you weren't afraid of being vulnerable you weren't afraid of like laughing at yourself or turning not at all interesting even to the point where one of my friends said like i love when bad things happen to you oh my gosh (laughs) i don't know that's a friend um trauma maybe not no he's a good yeah okay (laughs) but like my that's such a that that takes a lot of maturity or it takes a lot of like you know like high i don't know what you'd call it high self-worth because so many people avoid that stuff especially when you're young i remember my big thing anything embarrassing happened i'd be like no that didn't happen you're a liar i remember one time that exact thing happened where like i would ask i asked out i forgot Forgot who I'd asked out. Oh, that's a bad look on me. But anyways, I asked out a girl and then she said no. And then my friends started telling me, and I was like, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. No, that was a that, like, you know, like that's the classic thing. That was a joke. No, mm-hmm. we were rehearsing a play. Yeah. I did not ask her out. Like <laughs> when ultimately I should could have been and probably maybe people would look cooler to my friends, like, yeah, mm-hmm. asked her out. She said no. Oh well. No, but oh, for, for, the next one, for you know? me, it was even like weirder. <laughs> like I wasn't asking, I wasn't asking anybody out. I was just trying to what do things. I was trying to do things. Like the only thing I can remember that I did, I was, yeah. The only thing that I can remember that I did was like, um, it was like Halloween in high school, right? Like freshman year. And I, I dressed up as a spider witch queen. I was combining a lot of things themes into one and um I thought like my crush would be like ooh, like she looks like dark and sexy you know what I mean and I showed up to school and nobody else was dressed up so I had this like big veil this like dark smoky eyeliner literally everybody in normal clothes right this is Halloween the day of or just like October 29th it's one of those weird days maybe maybe it was that maybe it's like a friday on the, tw- <laughs> on the 29th yeah which would make a lot of sense but i i remember like my cr- i still like i was like my crush is gonna think this is hot and i saw him in the hallway and i like went up to him and i like tapped him on the shoulder i was like hey ed and he turned around and he kind of like he was like freaked out jolted, you know yeah he like jolted and at the moment 
in that moment, yeah, it crushed me, but I also couldn't wait to tell my friends that that had happened, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so like, I don't know. I think that's their strength in that. I think that's courageous. Because uh, uh, be- again, you know, well, I absolutely like it's, it's, it's almost like you guys can't make fun of me for this because I'm telling the story. It's my joke. So mm-hmm. in fact, if anybody laughs about it, it's a W for me, you know, versus for, again, for most kids, myself included, other people, other people own that joke. And they're like, Jesse, you happened to David? That happened to David Blatt. And everybody's laughing. Now you're getting laughed at, but you made yourself. I told it before they could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, I think that's very powerful, very like, Ooh, like socially, like uh, uh, a strong, strong thing to have. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so would you say then like your friends, uh, uh, um, knew this like were you like oh like you said your friends liked it when you were bad things happened to you but were they like oh no poor Anza or were they just like yo dude Anza's exactly got, another, like, she got another one dude exactly like that we would just be cracking up about <laughs> it you know yeah. yeah and even today I think uh it really carries into like living rooms I want to save that for later okay I want to talk about okay that. we'll talk about it later but let's uh go ahead and okay dive. so continue right so yeah. um my my end of my sophomore year my dad got a job in New York uh and he was like do you want to move with me and at this point he hadn't had much custody of me it was like primarily my mom so it would, it would be a big change not only like physically but you know relationship wise with him right and I was like, hell yeah, like closer to SNL, like absolutely, you know? <laughs> so I made the move and like kind of immediately realized like, whoa, I left behind everybody I've ever known, you know, this like comfort of community and friends where I was like purely me, unabashedly weird and silly and funny, right? And I moved to a private school K through 12, they knew each other their whole lives, 64 kids, and they were all like rich as fuck, you know? 64 kids from In my kindergarten. Class. Yeah, from kindergarten. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Versus like a private school? Yeah, versus a public school with like 700 kids, you know? Help me out here because uh, did you ever watch Gossip Girl? Yeah. Is it like anything like that? Uh, Gossip Girl was based on that school. Holy smokes. Yeah. So you were Dan Humphrey. You're the new kid. I was damned Humphrey. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, and I just like, I, I didn't feel comfortable being weird or funny because everybody was super not. cool. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it just, I kind of hold up and I was in a spotlight of like being a new kid. Right. Yeah. So I became really introverted and, uh, I started just like, I, I was really inspired by Lana Del Rey's like first, uh, music video for blue jeans i don't know if you ever saw it but it's it's very like random clips montage together right so that's what i started doing was like taking my little camcorder and just like filming new york or little things and editing together a mashup to a song uh and uh where were yeah. you doing this like computer lab in your room yeah my room on my computer yeah i got you like a macbook yeah <clears throat> i had a macbook interesting yeah what a big change for you from like i guess having fun and doing stuff after school and gagging and uh, gabbing around gagging gagging having around. a good time yeah sorry that's not what i meant uh uh and <laughs> just giggling around and then when you uh, uh come to new york in this new world which i'm pretty sure we can all agree like we would be in the same shoes we'd be like this is fucking weird i can't fit in so you're kind of like rele- not relegated but like you're like in your room introverted now, yeah pull off and 
doing your little totally like music video yeah. uh, uh, covers. That's yeah. amazing. Totally introverted, maybe like, you know, a little tinge of depression, right? Mm-hmm. But just kind of, it was very stimulating creatively. And it was kind of when it was time to enroll in colleges, I realized like I really enjoy editing and I also still like have this comedy dream. So I went to a school that had both an editing major and a comedy major. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, editing can be my day job. Comedy can be my night thing until comedy takes over. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I I'm editing montages of random videos, mm-hmm. which is what I did when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's my, my living, but anyway, uh, yeah, I went to, or do you have a question? No, okay. I was just, uh, listening. uh, listening. That's my listening face. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does it look like my, I have a, question. you look like you were about to like say something, but like no. sneeze. Um, so yeah, I went to Columbia college in Chicago, shout out CCC, shout out nothing CCC. like the university is 98% acceptance rate, like all art school and yeah, double majored in comedy and editing and uh my end of my 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 first semester of my senior year I did like a intensive at second city it was like that counted as a whole school semester where you're just studying at second city and then my uh end of my senior year I moved out here for my study abroad and and got an editing job and just stayed out here and okay started doing UCB you're you're breezing through this because I think I am? This, okay, this, was the, this was the part where I think we, we were talking about in the car. Yeah. Uh, so okay. let me try to like summarize it and then you let me know. I know. I guess I gave a lot of context about my childhood and nothing <laughs> yeah, about and like, the actual training. And then I went to uh, Second City and I went to UCB and I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, uh, uh, so you, you went to college at Columbia College and then it was um, like a, you got school credit for this, right? To be able to go to Second City, yeah. which is so fun, which is so unique. I'm not sure. Maybe USC does that, but I don't think a lot of places will give you like credits for taking uh, uh, improv classes. Yeah, Emerson was the only other one that did that. Emerson. That I know of. Oh, that makes sense. That's why I met so many Emerson kids. Yeah, right? Um, so then you um, did their intensive, which is uh, the same thing that Sean did, but this is kind of like you did uh, uh, the improv, but also it was sketch involved, right? Mm-hmm. How was your first touch, uh, you know, cause you wanted to do sketch. Like how was your first taste of sketch? So it was, it was improv acting movement, like physicality mm-hmm. and movement, uh, history of comedy and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, And just to talk about sketch really quick, it wasn't that we were really, it's interesting. We weren't like, you know, putting on costumes and performing the sketch. We were writing sketches and it wasn't until our like big show at the end that we actually kind of like did that. But otherwise, yeah. um, So there was only one performance at the end. There wasn't like multiple. No, there were no like showcases. Wow. So so that uh, was that all four years with that just one semester? Just one semester. Oh wow! So it was like, <laughs> so it was like three and a half semester or three and a half years of uh, uh, editing, and then one semester of comedy. Well, there were <laughs> there were some comedy classes that I was taking through Columbia for those three years. Yeah, but I didn't. Um, it was mostly editing. It was mostly editing, and also I wasn't super ham into that community because I didn't feel like I like had my people. I felt like mm-hmm. they were really clicky, and also very like 
I think our comedy taste didn't align. They're also very just like hipster and like. Yeah, I um, I was a film major. I, I think film people are just so, so singular because everybody, yeah. I think when you, because um, can't get nerdy here, but like, you know, like uh, 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 the auteur is the director. And there's only one director and there's not a lot of collaboration. Talk well, about singular editing, you're in a room by yourself, you know? But rather, I, I guess like even then, like the director, the editor probably gets some notes on the director. Yeah. So you have to like, you know, kind of collaborate with someone else. Yeah. Versus, and not to say all directors are like this, or not to say this is what's right, but like a lot of directors are just like, no, it's just my idea. I don't need to listen to anybody else's idea, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why I found it tough whenever you're talking, even if it was just like, so what's y'all's favorite movies? Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, I want to like, they're like, let me come up with an answer that no one else come up with, you know? I know. And I was like, can we just admit that we all like the Dark Knight? And yeah. All friends, but they didn't want, you know, everyone's like, I'm better. I know more. I have a better, you know, artistic eye than yeah. you. They want to be niche. Yeah. I had no taste like that or like I don't know yeah I feel like I was I had a foot a half foot in both majors Mm -hmm. um yeah but uh uh, once you did that you liked it you said you found community and everything only at Second City otherwise I was friends with like my roommate and her friends which was all the music scene yeah also very collaborative yeah yeah so then you had an uh, internship in LA Mm mm-hmm Interesting. Uh, and I asked this question of, uh, I think, a couple of the other past guests, too. Was there a reason why it was L.A., not New York? Because I'd lived in New York before, and uh-huh. I didn't really love it. You want to hit all three brands? Yeah, also that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, like, in 2017, before I moved out here, I mean, you know more in detail about this story, but I, like, I, I came out here for the first time, and I saw a UCB show, mm-hmm. 2017 and i just fell in love with it yeah and i was like so you always wanted to come to ucbla yeah i always wanted to be yeah Mm -hmm. wow that's great Mm -hmm. yeah that's important you gotta talk about that in your journey i know yeah that's true (laughs) i talked a lot about my childhood (laughs) (laughs) all right great but then you move out here and then 2019 and then yeah let's talk about the ucb days let's Mm -hmm. talk about did you already take one-on-one uh in in the past no yeah so many people did that i think that's so interesting they're like I came here to LA for a one week vacation. I took an intensive. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how do you retain that? Right. Yeah. And also, like, wh- that's not what I would want to do on a vacation. Yeah. True. Don't get me wrong. Now that I've started improv, if I went to Chicago, like, yeah, I think that's you what would I do would that. do. Yeah. You know? Totally. But, uh, uh, to, to like, let me get a taste of LA and take an improv class while I'm getting a taste of LA. There's so much here to see and do. That's why I think that's why it's shocking. True, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay, uh, uh, tell me about your first class. Uh, yeah, so I did 101 uh, with Monica Smith, mm-hmm. who's great. Um, I, I really only got up until 301 before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. But um, how, how'd you like uh, uh, those classes? Did I know you saw a couple of shows and, you, and, I know, and I think UCB's style is like pretty applicable to like uh, a lot of things. So if you, if you would have seen SNL, if you would have grown up watching second city, I think you can apply what they're teaching to like things you already know. Totally. Well, what I'll say is that like, I, I feel like at second city, it's very much organic free form, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. Uh, and that was really tough for me to grasp onto. Cause it was just kind of like, where, where are we going mm-hmm. with this? You know, Versus, you're an editor. You gotta know where you're going. I need some structure. Mm-hmm. And coming to UCB and studying UCB was like, oh my gosh, here's something I can grasp onto, like game and you know, uh, heightening and like mm-hmm. joke structure. That that was like super huge and f- kind of finally being like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Because before I was 
I was crap Ola, man. I was shit. How did you feel about coming out here, like getting out? Because you did not do any performing beforehand. You did stuff with your friends, of course, but mm-hmm. like now you're in front of a class of like 16 people and you have to do improv. How did that feel? Dude, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I think I said a lot of it's like, like you and your parents, like you have to watch this scene. Yeah. I'm the do- I'm the Santa Claus. Yeah. And I was big pirate energy. Like yeah. I was always doing really big characters. Um uh saying a lot of like questionable things, very like trusting things in the living room with a bunch of strangers, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then I think it wasn't until like really my one-on-one class became, there was like a smaller group that became a practice group or like a team. Mm-hmm. And we had Monica as our coach. And it really wasn't until, you know, two one and practicing with Monica. Cause she, she goes in on notes. Mm-hmm. Like she's really sharp. I've had her. Yeah. Yeah. That I kind of was like, Oh man, like, like um, some brain fissures started happening of, this there's a lot more than just like being a big personality and character mm-hmm. in a scene, you know? And so I started just like, yeah, getting in my head, growing pains, kind of retreating to the back line a lot more, you know? Um, even just, yeah, yeah. It felt, it didn't feel as freeing as it did the first one-on-one class. Sure. Yeah. Two ones always going to, I think, do that to you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, by the end of the class, did you feel like you had a better handle of game or we, did you come out of 201? Like, Oh boy. Um, a better handle of game. Yeah. I better, better handle of game. And also, you know, had a really positive teacher and still got laughs, but it was, it was kind of a, a motivation of like, wow, this is really tough. Like, let's try and get good at this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure you also have felt too you know when you're you're faced with a challenge instead of like failing and backing out being like let's go even harder until i can get this because i really like this form you know it's aries baby if there's anything in our way we actually ram our heads harder that's right yeah Hmm. uh so after 301 uh uh, how did that go was that a better experience because that's the herald now and that's like yeah even more structure herald pattern game it felt it felt better it felt better um, it's really hard, honestly, for me to remember because right after that was when the pandemic That's hit. right. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was still ass or like not great. I knew it still wasn't clicking. I knew there was a lot more to learn. Mm-hmm. So I, I binged Zoom improv. I went crazy. I think I took 26 classes Whoa. over the pandemic. Yeah. Dang. I was doing it like six hours a day, five days a week, like yeah. a job, you know? And I think that's like a, a, a through line we're trying to see with all the people Yeah. Uh, uh, that I'm having. I got to find some non-Zoom people, but uh, honestly, the people that end up thriving and doing well, that the two years, you know, when theaters were closed down, like they didn't let that stop them. They figured out with Zoom. And how did you like Zoom improv? I loved it. It slows everything down. Yeah. There's not a lot of things to juggle. Yeah. You're just juggling simple, like who, what, where first unusual and then let's work on that exactly it's not the same pressure of like standing up in front of a class being like physically aware Mm -hmm. of you and your space and also yeah physically aware of like an audience because people would black out their cameras during scenes you know Mm -hmm. but you're just focusing on what you're saying and being clear to your partner you know 
and even just like emoting through a camera so that they know yeah. what you're saying. And it was also cool because all the classes were very specific. It wasn't 301, 401 anymore. It was like justification classes, initiating classes, you know, focusing on one one part of improv. Where were these classes through? UCB. Okay. You were taking the, the UCB ones. Yeah. All my unemployment was going. Dang. Yeah. Because I moved back <laughs> Those are home. expensive. Yeah. I moved back home and just yeah. all my unemployment went to to UCB. Yeah, I, I think uh, there's a lot to that where, and I think it's it, it hit a lot of us at the right time. Because here's the thing, like if we had been doing improv for like years and getting a lot of stage time, I could probably agree that like doing Zoom would probably be like, oh, no, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. like if we did Zoom now, we'd probably be like, oh no, I totally. can't do this. But totally. because we were like at that time where it's like, we've done the classes, we've done a couple practice groups, we're hungry, we're itching to do improv. Yeah, but we haven't even experienced like we, you know, I've done a couple of shows in person. You probably did a couple of in person shows, but it was like not great, not enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, not to the point where I was like, I feel good about it. I was still definitely like in my head and focused. So to be able to strip out all that stuff like you mentioned and just focus on like the writing aspect, most mm-hmm. of it, you know, not even, like yeah, even the acting is just like you know, I'm sad, right? But uh, 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 we know what we need to do. We know the right moves and everything, and that made us feel a lot better. And then once we transfer to in person then it's you're golden yeah Yeah. totally I think I I got my legs uh doing all that and also you know we had nothing else to do during the pandemic Mm -hmm. so it was a blessing that UCB or you know we improv or we just even anybody yeah anybody was doing online classes yeah Um, Uh, it was definitely like a a good time to like jump in and start because uh you can only play Breath of the Wild for so long. Totally. You beat that game, you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Even binging like improv podcasts. When you're coming up and you're listening to improv podcast improv podcasts, that's huge, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh reading the books, listening to podcasts like this one or the other past mm-hmm. ones, like they all help you so much, especially when you have especially like when you want to do it, but there's no shows to see. Yeah. There's no classes to take. There's mm-hmm. very few jams to do. Uh, 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 and it's all expensive. You have to pay for all these things. Like it sucks. Yeah. So to have like a free podcast you can listen to is mm-hmm. amazing. My big thing, uh, uh, in addition to doing Zoom improv, like off book podcast, you're listening to them. Uh, uh, you should definitely check it out. It's musical improv. Uh, and because it's musical improv, like it transfers audio very to audio very well. Mm. And they just, they do like the best narrative stories. Mm. It's like these long stories and they sing songs in between. And at the end, it nice, you know, wraps up in a nice little bow. It's great. That's cool. Yeah, That's really cool. Okay. But that was like, that was like, I didn't have any improv to watch or, or see. So uh, off book became like, Oh, close my eyes and imagine. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Um, any, uh, uh, and then after you finish that, of course, things reopened. Things reopened. We was the first thing that I joined. I yeah. did maybe one or two uh, over the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it was the first in-person thing, which people have mentioned before. I don't know if you remember, but we met at, at, we. A, at a we on an online class. Yeah, that's right. I think you might have only been there for like one or two sessions. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A, 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 I just remember distinctly because I saw your name. I was like, oh, Anya or Anja. But yeah. then you're like, my name is Anza. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to mess up her name. So I had to like memorize it. Like, okay. And it spelled Anza, Anza, yeah. Anza. Yeah. Damn. So we've been in even more. <laughs> that's right. Teams. Yeah. We have even more. Overlaps. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but then uh, first, yeah. It, we class that opened up i think i jumped on it you jumped on it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's where we met. Mm-hmm. And then Glass Clown was born. And then just all those raps. Now UCB fucking Lloyd team. Yeah. Curly Sue. Curly Sue fucking won a championship with our three props. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 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 Once we get over that hump of uh, uh, like feeling good about it, like then I don't want to say it's easy, but like it's definitely like we get to finally uh, reap all the seeds that we had sown yeah your growing pains are over yeah you're yeah. i mean you're still growing but it's it's easier to digest and, and it's much you're much sharper at yeah. like taking these new harder notes you know because like yeah uh, uh uh right when things were opening like right after we created that team uh we were performing like once a month i think at uh, we mm-hmm. and then the clubhouse opened and then that expanded us and gave us opportunities to perform like like a couple times a month yeah, you know and yeah as more things open because we were like prepping this whole time these whole past two years we were to pounce on it's like oh theater's open let's submit ourselves and for other people it's like oh we gotta scramble we gotta get a team together we gotta get practice together it's like no we've had that stuff mm-hmm. you know it's going yeah and, and going. a lot of people took a two or three year break yeah you know yeah. so like by the time things started reopening up we had two years worth of momentum mm-hmm so we're already like running at pace for other totally. people. It's like, oh, we're still warming up. Yeah, know? yeah. So I think that can't be discredited. And that's something that I always like want to applaud. I'm not patting myself in the back, but I'm like, we got to applaud the people that like were continuing to grow and, and do the work uh, over the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, cool. uh, anything else you want to mention about your journey? No, it's been great. <laughs> All right, great. Well, that has been uh, Improvster Syndrome with, on the vault. Do you want to introduce the next segment? Our next section is topic of the week. That's right. So we have our topic of the week, and uh, we had talked about this before, and it was going to be finding your personal voice yeah. or your or your unique voice. Yeah. And uh, I definitely, I'm glad you picked this one because, uh, uh, again, having been on so many teams with you, one of the things I enjoy most about it is your unique voice uh, uh, and like what you bring to the table. I think that's also why so many people are like, they want to play with you. They want to have you guest, you know, because you bring something that no one else can bring. Thanks. Um, and I want to start off and I put the little pin on it earlier. Okay. Dude, we, we've got to talk about your living rooms, your <laughs> monologues, your stories. Mm-hmm. We were at a show together uh, earlier this week. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it, but uh, uh, you gave like they, they were interviewing the audience and you gave a wild <laughs> story. And that's one of the things I love about being on a team with you is that like, I know if you, oh, you guys want to talk about cooking? I got a cooking story. Yeah. I know that's going to be a banger of a story. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be a million things in there. And then now this makes sense that you grew up doing that already. Yeah. That you're like, oh, okay, I got something. Dude, <laughs> I grew up doing crazy things and thinking I was so invincible. Yeah. And uh, so I have so many stories from that, you know? And how do you like recall all of them? Or how do you like have those also ready? Is it, are these all stories you've told in the past? Oh yeah, I've, t- I've told them a million times. And also I like have to give major credit to my grandma on my dad's side, who's like Irish descent. And she told stories so well and like hilariously, like she, she could have been a, a big comedian if that mm-hmm. was like in her cards, but- uh, I think just growing up around her and hearing, like having that muscle memory of like learning how to tell a story uh, is a big factor in like that. I love telling stories. Interesting. Tell story. So like e- in hearing your grandma tell stories, even you were like, 
there's a there's a art to this so there's a there's a way to do this Huge well. art there's there's a you, you got to lead with a a, a quick kind of punchy line to get them in right yeah. and then I, I feel like i'm seeing the structure of the story as i'm telling it mm-hmm. and of course if i've told the story multiple times I've added in jokes that have worked. I mm-hmm. mean, it's stand-up brain for sure. Like, yeah. I, I know what works. I know what's going to get people excited. It's also like in the way that you tell it, like you want to be emotionally invested in the story yeah. so that the person listening is also like, whoa, or like animated, you know? Mm-hmm. Even when I was telling that story at the theater, I know I was like, I was being animated because like, I I still feel those feelings when I tell it. And that's another thing that I think you do really well is that like, uh, I think if I were to tell a story, like, I don't know, Oh yeah, once I'm on a vacation, yeah, it's pretty cool, blah blah. Like I, mm-hmm. because I probably like thought about it already. Like I already know how I feel about it. Yeah. But you have a good way of like, no, like it's like sense memory. Like let's just throw out the same emotions I was feeling that that day. Mm-hmm. You know, because for me it's like, oh, I don't think you feel anymore. You're like, but if you want to tell the story well, you, you gotta feel, feel it. it again. You gotta feel it again. It's yeah. like Adele crying when she sings a song. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I'll say is like when it comes to the living room, I feel like with the improv brain I've gotten to a point where like I I also know what a scene needs Mm -hmm. which is like a relationship an emotion and an unusual thing Mm -hmm. right so I want to tell stories that have all all three of those elements yeah and uh, yeah and hearing about your background hearing about like all this like it all kind of really culminates really adds up and explains a lot about like how you play because one of the things I really admire about you is that like in scenes like you will you will crash on purpose. You know, I think for the most part, our instincts are always like, let's just say dumb example, like you and I are cooking, mm-hmm. you know, we're cooking in a scene we're cooking, right? For me, I'm like, let me just think about how to make an omelet. So my brain is like how to do things right, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, well, can you hand me those eggs? And don't forget to chop up. I'm like thinking about the ingredients, you know, chop up the tomatoes. And then while I'm doing that, you chop off your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So your brain goes there. Your brain goes like, you will be funny this would be a great story to tell David. Yeah. <laughs> the time I've chopped off my hand. Totally. Or or something really like <laughs> that I wasn't even expecting that I would do would happen. Yeah. And I feel like that's happened a lot where we both kind of like look at each other like, like I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You surprise yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how would you say like uh, 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 you found that? Like you found this ability to, to do this? Okay, so I, I prepared for this one. I got three C's. Okay, okay of how to find your voice oh wow this is these are gemstones baby okay okay my three c's yeah. right okay um community uh-huh consistency mm-hmm. and where you came from okay let's hear about that okay so uh i'll start with kind of the obvious one consistency yeah. right consistency is doing your reps doing practices doing shows and hearing what choices you're making in scenes and what's what's making people laugh? Like what is the audience grabbing towards that makes them laugh that you're doing, right? right. So like if we're doing um, uh, improv in front of improvisers, we know what's going to make them laugh. Yeah. A lot of, like inside jokes, a lot of like, you know, technique stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know what, even if it's a slip up or a physical thing, what's, yeah, what's making them laugh that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, community. I'll say is uh, the second thing. And that's who you're around that you can be you and discover you. So like our team, for example, like I feel so safe to 
take big swings and be myself even when we're hanging out like I I am myself versus earlier being on like teams you know before I was like what like well-versed in improv it was kind of stilted or like if the chemistry wasn't there it's like I don't feel like I didn't feel like I was me I felt Mm -hmm. like I was holding back or like trying to be just able to be like in the group if that makes any sense how how long would you say it took how much consistency do you think it was before like you felt comfortable around class clowns I think pretty quickly because I think we were all like cool to be fools like yeah ready to be fools and I think we're clown yeah I think we're down to clown Mm -hmm. and I think we're all just really safe people and like cool genuine people I think that's an important thing like that I want to touch upon really quick because I totally agree. Like when you find your people, it shouldn't be difficult or hard because when you say consistency, and I totally agree that that is an important one of the C's. Mm-hmm. It's also though, like if you've been at a team, you know, with a team for like three months and you still aren't feeling it. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Move you know? on. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, uh, but obviously once you do find them, the consistency is now staying with them mm-hmm. and scheduling things around them. You and I, we've all both had to like say no to a lot of different opportunities, had to schedule a lot of things around class clown because totally. we value that. And the consistency is not really so much with them. It's with us. Yeah. We had to find consistency with this group to yeah, make it work. True. Um, and as well, even outside of the teams, like consistency in getting to know other improvisers mm-hmm. and feeling safe to be yourself around them yeah. and then, and thus like performing in front of them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I remember like after beginning of days of we, like I wasn't, I was nobody. I wasn't friends with anybody and everybody was already friends with each other. And I would make a point to like, but in those conversations, like get in there and like make conversation as painful or awkward as it was, like I wanted to be part of this, you mm-hmm. know? So I want to thank you for doing that too, by the way, because I, you know, like it's so weird. It's weird with improv, but like in any other environment, I am that person. I feel comfortable to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't care if it was like I did it a lot at college, I did it at work, at different like networking events, conventions. I'm always just like, I need to talk to that person. Like, I'm like, like a ram. It's like a, a shark. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to talk to the person. Hey, how's it going? My name is David, blah, blah, blah. But with improv, there is something about this. Maybe just because we know that these are like going to be long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. I can't have a bad first impression. If I make mm-hmm. a bad first impression, then for the next, you know, year or two, they're going to be like, oh, I don't really want to book David or be on a team with David because mm-hmm. he's awkward, right? Yeah. So it's higher stakes. Uh, but I, I uh, want to commend you because you were the person that kind of broke a lot of those barriers for me and probably for a lot of our teammates too, where it's like, oh, Anza knows them. Anza can be my, you know. Your wingman. My, yeah, my wingman, wing my conduit, yeah. whatever you totally. want to call it, right? Yeah. So again, like I want to commend you for being able to do that where you're just like effortlessly like, hi, I'm Anza, blah, blah. And this is David. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> no, I think that's huge. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, I'll wing woman you anywhere. Um, I think it also goes hand in hand with like, I'm not afraid to look like a fool or like look like an idiot. It's like in every situation, that's fine. Except for with a crush, like I I, I won't, I won't approach them as you know. I've seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'll wing man for you anytime you you need it. As you have. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, and, and it's different as for work too, because you're this time you're showcasing your personality mm-hmm. versus like 
what you what you're knowledgeable about what your cred is in a work environment you know this one is all about who who you are you know Mm -hmm. yeah and being vulnerable in that way yeah all right so we have community yeah consistency and where you came from yeah which is yeah i think with those two things evaluating like what what was it about your your upbringing your childhood what was about your upbringing that makes you you right Mm -hmm. and for me like again my dad's side and my dad very logistical amazing storytellers and then my mom and sorry mom if you're listening to it but she's crazy like she is uh, so surprising and everywhere so unusual um her logic I don't know where it comes from it surprises me every time and she's also like English isn't her first language so she slips up on a lot of words which I also do that one Paul Bear scene when I went to say like ring bear like we were doing <laughs> a, we were doing a wedding no you don't remember this I, I think I vaguely do yeah, yeah so we, you said ring bear instead of Paul or you said Paul Bear instead of ring bear yeah and then they made everybody <laughs> think it was a funeral so then people probably <laughs> ask right. it you know yeah so I I think for me personally it was just kind of realizing like for my like my parents like what 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 two parts of them are me and what about them makes me laugh mm-hmm. and like even with my mom too, like physical comedy is huge for me. And that's something I've realized over time works because I get the reaction from the audience and people have also given feedback of like, that's something that you're really good at. And I've leaned into the fact that like, I have my mom's body. Mm -hmm. And so I think about like, what, what would she do in her body that would like make me laugh or like look really strange, you know? And like, I know that that's also going to look that way on mine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of physicality, did you like have like, and you took that movement class, but like, did you ever do like any, like, I don't know, like dance, karate, uh, anything? Yeah, actually I did martial arts. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know this about you. Mm-hmm. What kind? I did Taekwondo and then I did Kung Fu. You did two of them. How yeah. long? Uh, maybe five years. Dang. Mm-hmm. so that explains a lot and uh, everybody watch your back she can kick your butt but like uh, uh martial arts is you know uh, even though it is a uh, 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 a violent thing it's still like dancing it's still choreography and it's still being like totally spatially aware yeah i remember i did uh so about me <laughs> if she can kick your butt i can dance it i did dance okay. in college uh what and What'd like you dance uh, modern dance, okay. I, but I wasn't very good. I didn't have the, I was too old. Like yeah. Popping like, and locking. Yeah, That's like all cool. that stuff. But I, I didn't have the, it wasn't, I didn't have the muscle memory for it because it wasn't until I was like, you know, 20 that I started moving my body around. Yeah. But, uh, some of the people that were really good, I'm like, dude, did you dance before? Blah. I was like, no, I did martial arts. I'm yeah. like, um... how does that transfer? And they like explained it much better than I did, but it's just like, if I know I need to have my hand here, my leg here, mm-hmm. I can see it and I can replicate it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I, w- yeah. I was gonna say, well, like, I just think that like seeing you like uh, on stage and also explaining the story about thinking about your mom, like that's really important where you're just like, you, you, you're almost thinking about your body before you think about what you're gonna say. I'm so aware, mm-hmm. even in, in, and I think I also feel a lot through my body like even in storytelling even when i like talk about like i got a crush like mm-hmm. you know there's like little, dance. little dances and like movements because i genuinely like i feel that feeling throughout you know yeah um that's so great that you have this connection with your body yeah yeah in a way that most of us are like taught to like tuck in you're like no let loose <laughs> let it out let it out <laughs> yeah. so uh there we have it those are um anza boltz's 
four, three C's, the yeah. ABCs, ABCs of finding your voice. Yeah. Uh, I hope that helps. And it takes time too. You're not going to, you're not going to find it yeah. immediately, but it's there. Well, three C's and one T is not going to be as catchy. So yeah, three C's. We'll throw out the time. <laughs> we'll throw uh, out the time. I want to ask you about this too. Uh, uh, like what are your uh, uh, influences? Like uh, your mom is a big one, but like, uh, uh, comedically coming up, were there anybody where you're like, Oh, that's fucking good. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to incorporate them into my voice or into the way that like I perform. Mm. Um, yeah. Mom was big. Grandma was big. And then like on TV would be like Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, mm. the, just the golden days of SNL, yeah. uh, Fred Armisen, um Maya Rudolph too a lot of people say I look like her too so I can see that. so I can see like some of her features like I also like want to like replicate that you know or like the way she like expresses things yeah yeah I can yeah. see that that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. uh for me you got the the three C's I got the three Jasons okay I think I told you this before too it's uh Jason Bateman okay Jason Sudeikis okay and Jason Manzukis. wow those are I don't know why like uh uh like I know like there are a lot of times like the voice of reason or if they are unusual, like they're still very like, yeah, like I, I don't know how to put it, but like it still feels like it's them. Like they're they're not like stretching too much, you mm-hmm. know, and it's mm-hmm. also a lot of voice stuff. They're not exactly physical people. It's true. Uh, they're much more cerebral and our, our point of view, I think, is like the big thing, you know, so whenever mm-hmm. they are like playing unusual, whenever they're going big, it's in the things that they say, or the choices that they make or the the the, the the beliefs that they yeah, have. Yeah, makes you know? a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. which is why you see a lot of me. I'm in a chair yelling out my <laughs> my my bits. Yeah, <laughs> and also just really cerebral. Like you 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 really value, and I've heard you say it before, of like, you know, playing with somebody who won't freeze yes. on stage, yeah. and you're somebody who will never freeze. Like mm-hmm. even if crazy curveballs are thrown your way, you're generating how to frame it, how to place it, how to context it how to continue the scene, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, that's a superpower for sure. Yeah. I think everybody has their own powers. And like, I think it's important to, like, in terms of like finding your voice, especially like lean into that part of your voice. And that's yeah. why I don't like about a lot of classes early on is you try to stifle those things about you, you know? Yeah. It's like, all just formula. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, I've seen so many people that uh, uh, are like, they are like you, like they're, they're parody and they're, they're physical and they're loud and they, they get uh, 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 like, huge mm-hmm. and a lot of times the teacher's like hey like tone it down tone it down or like yeah try why are you doing that or think about this yeah, blah, blah. That's and true. that although is good advice it may not be good advice like in like one-on-one or two-on-one because they also should be leaning into that you know mm-hmm. so it's like continue do be, be, be louder in fact be bigger mm-hmm. but also as you're doing that think about why you're doing it you mm-hmm. know? when did you feel like your voice clicked in that you found it um you know uh uh it wasn't, I, I, so I've been doing a lot of improv. I did a lot of short form and short form. If you've never done it is like just a lot of like punchlines. Right. Know? So it was a lot of like math and mm. like, it's so like, so anyways, yeah. Like in terms of uh, knowing when I found my voice, it wasn't really until I started taking sketch classes though, because with improv, especially once you jump into uh, the UCB style of doing things and doing long form, mm-hmm. there's so much else. It's, I, you know, short form is beautiful because you can just do that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a uh, uh, long form, a lot of time it's like, an initiation you're like okay you called me sir so i'm probably your boss Mm -hmm. like you're figuring out everything else and by the time you figure that out like the unusual thing has gone right past you Mm -hmm. uh oh wait i'm sorry did you say that 
you know, the mouse is in here, like whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that's uh, uh, when I could slow down and in sketch, write it out. And like, I don't miss anything because it's, it's all me. There's no one else to like listen to. Right. That's when I was like, oh, this is easy. This is great. I can take uh, my funny ideas and the funny specifics and then I can interject them. And if I need to fix anything, you can always go back and like, mm-hmm. delete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I would say uh, in terms of, uh, I don't have any like clues or whatever, but I do think, and I, 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 I would advise, I wish more improvisers would do this, especially UCB style improvisers write more sketch yeah because you know? yeah. nobody ever says it or maybe they do say it now but like an improv scene at, at ucb is a sketch mm-hmm. um so if you're not writing it if you're not watching it then you don't really know what you're improvising mm-hmm. you think you're doing shakespeare you're not you're doing a sketch mm-hmm. you think you're doing a rom-com you're not you're doing a sketch so like i think that's why for me like writing doing sketch writing was my like for you it was like being your body for me it was like getting out of my body yeah and it's just like me and the screen and my words yeah so i think there's different approaches for different people yeah know? and that's the beauty of like it all coming together in scene and in collaboration which does kind of bring me to my hot take all right great well uh uh we're ready for that segment we're gonna go ahead and wrap up our uh uh, uh topic of the week and we're gonna jump into our next segment which, which is-, is our hot improv take all right so this is our opportunity to rant and just go off on an improv trend that we want to see more of we want to see less of what we think is just right and Anza, sounds like you got yours ready to go so i'll okay, let, you, yeah. let you start what i think there should be more of is more than just improv mm. is people coming together and writing sketches people starting a web series people you know writing a pilot together pitching it putting things into action because we are around so many talented voices and talented people that we love and like and have fun working with. So why not utilize that to the most that we can? You know, we, we see people like Abby and Alana from Broad City who got together and wrote a web series, Broad City, and it mm-hmm. became that. Key and Peel, you know, came together and wrote <laughs> like or or even just like they're they're dumb like tiktok stars pe- people who live like a tiktok house they all live in a house and they create content and they're like two brain cells running how cool would it be if there's like an improv well not improv house but like comedians no, but yeah. doing that kind of content i totally agree yeah yeah if if yeah if t- okay that's a really good inspiration if two TikTokers, just because they live, this because of proximity, if they can collaborate and work together. Mm-hmm. Why can't two people who do improv together and have at least eight uh, brain cells? Yeah. Why can't you all make that work? I think what I would think is that it's uh, fear of failure, which obviously like everybody has, right? Yeah. And also something about improv is that it exists in one moment in time and that's it. Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake in a sketch or whatever, like, you know mm-hmm. that that that's written in stone yeah or or maybe it's time or motivation i don't know but because improv is easy you just show up to the show and you do your thing there's no yeah. pre-prep oh my gosh uh you just inspired me to change my uh uh hot improv take okay off of yours you ready for mine yeah i'm ready all right hot improv take uh improv is art improv is work so put in time put in work you can't just show up like I don't understand like the, the appeal and the draw and the whole thing is like, we made this all up. We didn't uh, write anything. We didn't rehearse anything. 
that doesn't mean you still don't write, you still don't rehearse. You just have to do that. But again, you bring it to the stage in the moment. And then whenever you're doing a scene, you shouldn't be like caught off guard. Like whenever someone, again, the part about not freezing is like, oh gosh, I've never been dumped at the airport before. Of course, most of us haven't. So that means when you come into the scene and someone's like, hey, I'm about to get my flight. By the way, I think we should see other people. Don't freeze. You should have thought of that uh, situation before, or it should be easy for you to adapt. I'm write an airport scene, write a breakup scene, uh, a sketch. And then when you come into the scene, you know exactly like, you already know the specifics that you got to pull in and everything like that, you know? Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work, but then, you know. Uh, but then you're prepared. I, then you're prepared. And I, I think improv should have some work involved. Like hmm. that's like part of our t- hot take is that that's like- a hot take. You can't, maybe this isn't a hot take for the people listening to this podcast because maybe if you're listening to a podcast, you are- doing the work but if this is for some reason the first episode you ever heard and you're like improv sure is tough Anza tell tell them again how many times you practice or how many times you dedicate how many evenings you dedicate to improv hours 90 percent, you said 90 percent. 90 percent of her free evenings are dedicated to improv that's what some of the you know that's like the work that you have to put in okay yeah yeah so someone's just like well I took 401 I passed hell no hell no that's not the work that's not the work yeah that's the that's just the the recipe. Now that you have the recipe, cook it a million times until you get good at yeah, it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That was your buy-in into the the cult. But it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, you have to show up to the cult meetings to no, be in the no, cult. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. There's a little bit of a cult. I'll give you that. That's a cult. But uh, uh, um, you know what? Fuck it. It is a cult. Yeah, it is a cult. And buy into it. And so what? And then Stop resisting if, the cult. If that's the case, then so is sports. Yeah, sports is a cult. And you know what else is also a cult? What? Uh, 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 I couldn't think of one. Scientology? Scientology is definitely a cult. Everything you do is a cult. So, everything you do. Yeah. Your job is a cult. That's a big one. Yeah. 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 Your relationship is a cult. It's totally. a two person cult. It sucks. It's tidy, but hey, it's a cult. Mm-hmm. It makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And then if you get to meet their family, it's an even bigger cult. Yeah. Having you- kids is a cult. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going everything this is a cult right this now. is a cult this is a cult right now asking you to come over to my apartment to talk about improv is cult like behavior cult like cult and people energy. listening to this even congratulations more cult. you're in, the, you're cult. in the, cult. the cult you've been hypnotized all right well uh we're gonna go ahead and take it to our last section which is just the plugs but this is great because we have a lot of the same plugs mm-hmm. so you want to go ahead and- okay come check out glass clown whenever glass we're clown. playing follow us on instagram glass clown improv at glass clown improv uh we have a ucb show coming up this mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. uh, uh if you are listening to this in time which you might not be it is uh may 21st sunday mm-hmm. at 10 10 p.m mm-hmm. at ucb uh, people always say UC Franklin, but there's, that's all there is now. That's all there is. So yeah. UCB, uh, uh, come out. Please support us. If you support us, mm-hmm. we'll get a run. Mm-hmm. If you can't come out, buy a ticket. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That's what they really care about. That's what about. they care about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, support us there. Um, yeah, and support us at the Shared Experience. Shared Experience Studio. Which will be third Wednesdays at the Lyric Hyperion at 8 o'clock. 9.30. 9.30. <laughs> at 9 30 yeah well and, they have an eight o'clock show too yeah, so they, go to that go to yeah. the eight o'clock show mm-hmm. and here's the thing that's cool they'll let you stay for the 9 30 yeah for free for free same the one ticket takes you the whole night so mm-hmm. you might as well come mm-hmm. at the eight o'clock and then we have we uh, improv we improv second and fourth second and fourth fridays. fridays we have our own show at the clubhouse be uh, our guest on, be the, our guest on the second, second. <laughs> wednesday 
And then We're talking to Unison. On the second and fourth Thursdays is the Herald Experience. That's right. That's right. That's something you've got going on. You're a mm-hmm. producer at the Herald Experience. Mm-hmm. If you want to do Heralds, if you want to get those reps, you want to get more practice, guys, free opportunities to perform every second and fourth Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. I credit the Herald Experience a lot to my ability to like get really good at the Herald. Totally. Totally. So definitely check that out. And yeah. it's couldn't have asked, can't ask for a better community or better people to learn from. Mm-hmm. I know those UCB classes and jams can be more intim- very intimidating. These people are sweethearts. Yeah, really kind. Yeah, so yeah. Give that a check out. Fail. And then last but not least, uh, <laughs> this is so crazy that we even have this at the Good. same plug. What? No, uh, 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 Lloyd Knight. We share Lloyd a night. Night. <laughs> Come to Lloyd Knight every other Monday. That's right. Our next one is this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have bad kisser mm-hmm. and odyssey mm-hmm. either i'm opening for them or they're opening for us mm-hmm. we have That's, yet to see each other set we have yet to see each other set but i hear good things hear good things so come see both of us yeah. and you let us know the good things that you see thinking about both of our shows mm-hmm. yeah. that's an experience that both of us can't ever have yeah to see both of us perform that's true and yet we're on the same we're in the same same night yeah night all right great cool. um well, that's going to go ahead and do it. This is a super sized episode. I told you it was going to be a special one. Yeah. So if this episode is longer than uh, usual, how, you're welcome. How long is that right now? It's uh, it's about like uh, an hour 30, hour 40. Wow. wow. But if it's edited <laughs> down, which I again, Cut out my childhood. I might cut out her childhood. That's okay. <laughs> but thanks so much for stopping by. This thanks. is a blast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, accepting after my harassment. I hope it was worth it. Oh, anytime. You you want to come back on anytime. Thanks. Oh, one last thing to plug. Anza right. has actually done a, a podcast with me before. This is like a year ago. I yeah. Say, what Maybe we talked exactly about. Exactly a year. Yeah. Um, the Switch. The Switch. Uh, I used to have a podcast called Rom Companion where I would bring on a guest. We would watch their favorite rom-com and uh, Anza brought on The Switch, which I loved. Uh, uh, starring Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. So if you like that movie, uh, uh, listen to that episode. You can hear us both uh, uh, gab all about it. Yeah. If you don't like that movie, what are you doing? Yeah. Watch that movie. It's good. It's, it's good. It doesn't hold up great morally. It does not age well. It doesn't age well morally. But pretend you're a, uh, uh, a teenage Anza mm-hmm. watching this on Put Locker. That's right. After school. <laughs> That's right. And then you'll see the hilarity and how how oh heartwarming. It is. Yeah, as a child of divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right. All great. right, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. Bye. Bye.